It's a good show. Hi, I'm Gabriel Gordon on Radio 8 Ball with Andras Jones. the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, back at Starburns Industries in sunny Burbank, California, on September 30th, 2018, with our musical guest, Myra Flynn. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, Myra. Hey, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, you've put so much intention into curating your show. I love it. I love it. I love that you think that. I just call that like doing it right. Well, (laughs) you would be surprised how many people don't. Oh, I'm not surprised. I work with them all. And your theme song was gorgeous. Your rendition of the theme song just, oh. Thank you. It really did it did it more than justice and uh, and like i said well you you have eight songs on the board and would you mind playing a little something just noodling on something while i read the song titles no oh wow let me see okay so my songs are kind of melancholy so let's do let's do a little melancholy soul okay song number one drought song number two blue Song number three, Roses. Song number four, Morning Time. Song number five, Didn't I? Song number six, Threshold. Song number seven, Carry Water. And song number eight, It's Not My Fault. For the drama, did work. <laughs> that was great. And those will be the oracle fodder for our musical divinations. And we're going to be choosing those as the answers to the questions by either spinning the wheel of eight or picking the Radio 8 cards or flipping the Radio 8 coin. And as I said, you've done a great job of inviting guests to be on the show. Do you want to tell us who's going to... who? You're going to have joining us? Yeah, sure. If I can remember, because we've switched a few, right? Um, but yeah, I, first up is Brian Bender. The return. The return of Brian Bender, who I listened I listened to his episode. Was I was like, one. I know Bender's going to give me some <laughs> wild, wild food for thought on air. But that's just how we talk anyway. Yeah. So it should be really lovely. Um, but the return, while we're speaking of returns, it sounds like Gabe Gordon is going to join us again. At the end of the show. Yeah, at Great. the end of the show, which is going to be pretty sweet. Um, Everett Song. 
Saunders is a new friend of mine who actually has a mutual friend of mine, Reese, who was supposed to be here. Um, but turns out he and I live five minutes away from one another. Um, he and his wife are just like family, and I'm hoping to make a lot more music with him in the future. He's a really dope MC and a really sweet, conscious soul, so I'm excited for him. Um, Savan. Savan is um, the keyboard player for Smokey Robinson, tours with him worldwide, and also is co-producing a record with me on the East Coast in Boston area, Sweet. and uh, is also one of my best friends and and really good mate. And um, who else is all Marley. Oh gosh, Marley Otto. So she's amazing. She actually um, she's in a band called The Color Coast, and uh, I believe also works for NPR, and is just this uh, this powerhouse of a woman who's always organizing people, uh, connecting people in these really well curated shows, especially women, mm-hmm. and just doing a phenomenal job with just being a boss. I don't know. She's just lovely. So I'm excited to to have her on. And um, then Jay Green. From the R&B group Ideal, uh, who is amazing. If anybody out there is Ideal fans, uh, you'll be really excited to have him on. And he spiritually really speaks to me as a as a best friend as well. We make music together, but he'll be he'll be down for this like <laughs> universal vibe that's going on in the show. So great. Yeah, I think everybody is is a really sweet lineup. I wish we could all come at the same time. To be honest, well, it's kind of, well for the as far as the listeners are concerned, it sort of is, and it's kind of nice how there's a sort of people don't know what others other people's questions are and okay. so the way that a show will weave itself together becomes even more magical when it's a little bit uh, when you you know keep the blast shield down yeah <laughs> yeah know? no that makes sense yeah in a way I've sort of done that with you and like when there's an artist who I know is going to be great I kind of I'll just sort of uh, sequester myself away from them instead of like studying and getting to know everything about your music I want to feel the impact of your wow. songs as they play like so when you play the song for a first time I'm going to hear it for the first time and get to have my own emotional reaction to the music instead of just the the lyrics and the ideas so I'm excited for that and and we do have a question from you this is going to be the last question of the show it's going to be answered by the last song on the board and uh, just for all the paper fetishists out there just let them know this is there's a real question there. That's what a question sounds like. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. So, and uh, now it's time for my question. Oh, gosh. Okay. Oh. <laughs> You've listened to the show. I've You've listened to the, listened to the show. show. I just feel like it's going to be really full on. Okay. okay. Yes, it is. So, uh, so right now, everyone, I guess, I think everyone, this is going to sound bad, everyone who has, any, has a shred of humanity left in them is being traumatized all week long by this uh, Supreme Court thing. It's like it, it goes to, it hits on some Brett Kavanaugh is being uh, vetted for the Supreme Court and Christine Blasey Ford and all these people are coming out and about things he did in college and we all watched, many of us watched or consciously didn't watch the hearings and uh, and I actually asked a question about it on the last show we did in Boston on the day that it was happening but I hadn't, you know, I hadn't really, I was in the thick of my reaction to it, and I've had a few days to think about it, and there's a few things that have, that have come up for me. Uh, the first being that uh, when in Christine Blasey Ford's testimony about what happened to her and what, uh, you know, what I believe her, I believe that what happened to her happened to her, and the description of being pushed into a room and held down and had hands over your mouth and 
people laughing while they're doing things that don't feel good to you. That all just sounds like everything that she described is stuff that I experienced all the time as a middle schooler. Like, there wasn't a sexual element to it. But there was definitely the specifics of what she described. And and those popular football guys, they were doing that all the time. Like, I felt like a target all the time from pretty much sixth grade through freshman year in high school. And so I'm watching it and having this reaction of like, yeah, that's terrible. You know, <laughs> it's horrible. And and then and I actually ended up having a good conversation about with my, with my mom and like something she like she actually kind of she apologized for not like she did all these things to like not let me fight back which made me even more of a target and she now and something about that so that was kind of a healing and beautiful thing even and for her to just be like wow i'm really really sorry that happened to you i didn't know i didn't know um and so so i've been i'm thinking about this all in the context and through the prism of bullying you know, because those guys, those guys were terrible to everyone, you know. And in my experience, what I remember in middle school, there was as much egging on of those guys by the popular girls and sometimes by the teachers. And, you know, it was just like it, it was a different relationship to bullying in the 1980s in middle schools and high schools. And... I know that had, that had a huge effect on me. I still sort of have a little bit of a PTSD reaction whenever I feel like I'm being picked on. And I have to, you know, I've had to do a lot of work on that. But I've also been thinking about how pretty much, even though I've experienced lots of what I consider social bullying, and I've, I maybe because of that, I'm very attuned to the dynamics of bullying in the world. Um, pretty much after my freshman year in high school, I've never had to deal with physical assaults on my body, which I'm thinking, well, pretty much for most of the women who I who are watching this, that's when it really kicked in. Like the guys who were mauling and attacking and beating on me in middle school shifted their attention pretty thoroughly. I'm not laughing as I'm laughing gallows laughter. That's not a <laughs> laughter, but shifted their focus to women after that. And so just thinking about what it would be like to be living like I lived through, like I know what my middle school years like now just to like multiply that by my high school years, my college years, my young adult years up till today and thinking about, um, well, honestly, and this is just thinking about me, like how much more PTSD'd I would be at this point. And I think about so many of the fractious relationship I've relationships I've had with women in my life, women who I love and I feel strong allyship and a kinship with, who could be who might well probably wouldn't listen to this episode, but who I think uh, don't see me that way. And uh, is this is this along the lines of the kind of depth and uncomfortableness that you were expecting? I mean, yeah. Or, I mean, you you go there, yeah. don't you? Um, but yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, I feel like also this is a topic that's being discussed between my peers and I, like, regularly at right. the moment. So, yeah, no, I don't feel uncomfortable. So, yeah, so basically, and then, so one of the one of the conversations I've been having with a, a particular 
very like a riot girl feminist woman that I grew up with. I've known since we were, I mean, we knew each other as kids and we still know each other as adults. And she, she's very, uh, she's very, she works very hard in, uh, to confront police violence and male violence against women and also trans and queer people. And I support all of that. And also, there's a way that I, there's an irony in relating to her that I feel like she does all this work uh, and against police violence, but I feel like in a lot of ways, she approaches a lot of situations the way cops approach a situation. Like, there is a threat, and I'm approaching everything as a threat, and I'm going to respond to that threat first, because I'm not going to let that threat get to me. And in this case, a lot of, like I don't feel like she thinks that I'm a threat, but I feel like maybe she feels like, I don't know, I'm not enough of not a threat or something. There's something and there's a dynamic of that that is in a lot of my relationships. And it's it's been confusing for me because I feel like an ally with people I end up fighting with. And it makes me think about what the function of bullying like, I just think about this, guys like Brett Kavanaugh, they just ruin everything for everyone, you know? Not just, like, I don't want to downplay the effect that guys like that have on women, but they have that effect on everyone. They ruin, they foul the pool, they destroy, they destroy, they keep us separate. And I think that's the part about it that is breaking my heart, is this sense of separateness. Mm. Like, I am watching those and wanting to, and feeling like, I just, I want to be on be with the people who are all saying we're all traumatized by this but i feel like if i say that i i'm seen as like take like what do you you don't even know and it's true i don't like i said for me my bullying violence days ended when i was 16 17 years old but i still know it's still like it still messed up my life and or it didn't and that's where i'm gonna get to my question is with all of that as context and all of that complexity, I wonder if I hadn't been a target of those guys, would I have been one of them? That's really my question, the really where the rubber hits the road question. I'd like to think that being raised by a feminist mom and, you know, just being, you know, getting a lot of good messages in my life that I wouldn't have been. But I also knew kids that I went to school with who were, who had all that stuff, but they also were popular and got in with the jock crowd and they laughed at those, the horribleness and they joined in. And I don't think that I'm necessarily a better person than those people, but I was never invited to join in. And so that's who my, what I built my character around. And so, yeah. So my question is, if I hadn't been the target of those bullies, would I have been one of them? And now to engage the pop oracle... I'm going to spin the wheel of eight. Na, 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 we love it. And it came up song number seven, Carry Water. Okay, so this, <laughs> this is the answer to that. God. All right. <clears throat>
No one's ever bought me nothing I ain't got inside of this house I put it in the corner with the rest of all this mess I'm proud of but something about your flowers Smell like nothing I have smelled before Got me thinking something bigger than my inner God knows best it's been a, a heavy Actually, um, oh, I love the this soulful Buddhist song. That's great. So tell us a little bit about the background. Where does it come from? That song, yeah. Um, well, uh, I used to call it the husband song. Then I had to come up with a better name. Because? Because <laughs> I'm married. I got married. And I've always had like a real struggle with the uh, the dichotomy of like I'm a very free person. And then it's like... You know, marriage is this thing where you can tend to feel like you're really confined, at least in the beginning when you first start. You kind of like bought the most awesome car on the lot and then you're like, wait, but now it's mine. You're right. <laughs> like, oh, God, I've got this car every day. And so, um, you know, I just wanted to write a song that it was kind of during our like trying to figure it all out kind of thing. And um, I really found a great respect personally with um with this idea of working at it, but I wanted to figure out a different way to say that. And, you know, the things that I respect so much about my own father, really, 
or that he would like chop our wood. He would build us a fire. We had all these wood stoves in New England, heated our house. Um, he wouldn't carry water, but, you know, grow the garden. You know, just these things that are just these like, um, you know, the constant gardener, the tending to something really precious. And I think there would probably be a million other subliminal ways to say the same thing. But as you'll learn eight songs later, um, I'm very forward forward singer keep it keeps it pop so yeah. um so so yeah um that is kind of what that song is about and just uh you know that line like um or the the second verse i i've got no language skills in loving anyone beyond the thrill of knowing that someday i could leave so i've got work to do in this agreement between me and you tell me how do you keep kept and tell me how do you stay free yeah, um, you know that like really to me that verse like encapsulates why I wrote that song. It's like somebody tell me how to do this. This is this is weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been on the road since I was fifteen, <laughs> so like <laughs> you can imagine. <laughs> yeah, I I bet. And uh, we already established before you came on the air that you were both Leos, and so I understand that. Uh, like when you say the king, like do you, what's your relationship to that? When you say talk about the king, because mm-hmm. I feel like the that. As a Leo, I've always felt like I have a different relationship to what that means. Yeah. To- yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's the part that makes me feel a little uneasy regarding the question that you asked and the subject matter and then maybe where some of the lyrics lie in the song and how I don't feel that they relate at all. But, um, you know, separately from that, I do like to call my husband my king often. Yeah. <laughs> and to... Uh, that must feel good. That yeah, must feel really good. And as yeah. a Leo, there, like I said, that has a certain... Well, it's so I feel like this song is about it seems the the thing when you're talking about that uh, that chorus mm-hmm. is relates to the things that you saw as being really positive, like the positive aspects of masculinity and your father, yeah, the really yeah. strong, totally celebrating men, you know, 100 percent. You know, the men in my life have been, you know, I've had some very bad men, but some very, very good ones. And um, the ones who are amazing, I, I celebrate outwardly and, and vocally and with a lot of strength. That's great. That's beautiful. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's a there's a part of it that's when I think about that idea of chop wood, carry water, it's really about do your work. Like it's yeah. on, on the personal level. It's like do your own, like do your healing work. Yeah. But also it's more just like do the mundane and yeah. like, and like find just like glory in that. And that's, I think what I always struggled with. I've never really had a life that wasn't just full of like peaks valleys, peaks, valleys, peaks, you know, and so it's just like, it was more just a mantra for myself in some ways, and if not just for us as well. Well, for me, I find that daily rituals, things that I do, what grounds me are the things that I do every day. Yeah. Spiritual practices or exercise or like the, I mean, the good things that I do, there are probably some not so good things that I do for myself every day. I don't think of those as daily rituals. They're different kind of things. Yeah. But I hate to do them. Like, I don't know if you feel that way, but the, like I know that doing them makes everything better and in line. But oh, I you love know, it. if it I, were up to I, me, I'd be like on the moon and then at Mars and then like back down to Earth and then like Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I love I I have found some great peace in my daily rituals. That's it's cool. a, it's really good. But I think there's a way Yeah, so if I go back to my question, is if I hadn't been the target of bullies and if I had been invited into their, you know, welcomed into their, into their community, would I have gladly joined? Would I be, would I have been one of them? Would I be standing here? Would I be watching those hearings and 
feeling fear for what might be coming for me as far as comeuppance as opposed to being traumatized and appalled at like, oh, my God. Yeah, I know that guy. He's bad news. Um, and I, you know, I, I, I'll never know. But since the song is talking about that, about there being a positive, like it was about positive, strong, like strong, healthy masculinity. I actually kind of think, I guess there's a part of me that thinks, no, I don't think I would because, mm-hmm. well, first of all, because what I said, like the, the, what I, how, what I was, you know, sort of how I was raised and like sort of how the way my mom I don't know, just the things that I I was I had I was had access to as a child in terms of information and just being in Olympia with lots of, like growing up with future riot girls and all of these people around me they're just so powerful and um uh respect like they're like not even what's like respect like the kind of respect you have for rock stars of like oh my god like oh my god they're just monumental people yeah. um and and I th- and I think there's the part of it. There's a weird, and I wouldn't have thought about this. That's why I like this. This, this is why I like this format because it makes you see things you don't wouldn't see. There's still a part of me. I think there's a part of me that's trying to make something good out of something bad. Mm. Like, oh, it's okay that all that bad stuff happened to me because it made me a better person. Mm. When in the fact is, it didn't make me a better person. It actually re- it it wrecked me in a lot of ways. It still it's still wrecking me in a lot of ways. Like there and it doesn't mean that I can't make it make me. I can't use it to make myself more compassionate or have more depth of experience. But there's a it's a it's a there's a slippery slope of logic there that says if it if bullying made me a better person, then it'll make someone else a better person. Mm. And then we can maybe bullying's okay. And the thing is yeah. that bullying is absolutely not okay. And I have I will keep and maybe it is a PTSD part of me that's gonna keep fighting against it because that's my response to trying to make something good out yeah. of something bad. But well, I think I, yeah. if it's okay for me to interject, it's I, totally okay. Yeah, and I know this is not. I mean, I can weave it back into the song, but just a couple things. And like, I think everybody is being triggered in one way or another. I know that I certainly have um, <laughs> by what's happening right now. But it's, it does seem to be a really common thing between most of my like straight white cis male friends to be doing direct comparisons. And I think you really have to think about the differences between bullying and rapists. Yeah, and oh, you yeah. know, and so. I think like rape is a very different thing than being bullied. And, oh yeah, and and to even to even ask yourself a question of if you would have become one of these people. I mean, Kavanaugh isn't isn't just a bully. He's also somebody who's capable of disregarding somebody's uh, body boundaries, yeah. safety. Uh, you know, in ways that are way different than like being held down, being beat up in any ways. Like in ways that like take something um, from somebody like. Uh, in a way that is so below the the bar of dignity that you know it could never ever be returned and it's just it's incredibly incredibly uh, it's a murder it's a it's an incredibly violent act and so you know i think maybe uh if you were that type of person with or without the bullying and say maybe whatever has been keeping you from doing that now uh it would have shown up in other ways because generally you're the kind of person who disregards other people's bodies boundaries and safety in multiple ways throughout your life it doesn't just show up there 
I mean, I just know that from the few rapists I've encountered. And so I think um, I think you can put your mind at ease there. Well, uh, no, I, I mean, the, I'm, maybe I can put my mind at ease on that point. There's so much here that I can that yeah. gives, put my, puts my mind at dis ease. Yeah, no, it's horrible. Even in just your town, like that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's like the fact, the fact that every like every woman I know is walking around with that level of. Again, I'm not not to draw comparisons, but to say if I'm walking around with this level of PTSD from my experience. Yeah. I I can I can only try and imagine. Yeah. And I can Yeah, I can just keep learning. We and are, we are some tough motherfuckers. And that's for sure. I uh <laughs> I I I want to be on your side. Hmm. You are. We're talking about it. We need yeah. we need men to do that. So, yeah. you know. It's yeah. lovely. And then and then you do great things and then you have people like me write you a song like Carrie Water. <laughs> Carrie Water. And it's funny, at the beginning I thought this was about a person. Mm. Like Carrie like a, a person named Carrie Water. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Which I'm, is great. I'm gonna I'm gonna like spell it though. <laughs> C A R R I E. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher, and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Wave Ball.